the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Yay, headline news. I'm not sure which one we're going to start with. Elections? Which one? Jobs. I don't know which one that is. I got California Senator primary reaction on my list. What do you have on yours? That's the one we started. We already did that one. I don't have the jobs one. Let's start with the California Senator primary reaction. Let's fire the jobs one. Just go in and fire it. This is me and Heidi working on the fly, i.e. we didn't talk before the show started today. Oops. This is a state with two and a half million people out of work. And our employment situation has gotten worse since the stimulus package, not better. That's because we are destroying jobs in this state through the government policies that Barbara Boxer supports. See, me and Heidi were on the same page. It was all about the California Senator primary reaction. But the quote from Carly Fiorina was all about the jobs. Interesting that our jobs in California have deteriorated. Since President Obama did the stimulus package. Now, it, what Carly's not saying is it could have got worse. Just leaving that fact out. Now, California's Democratic Senator Barbara Boxer is going to face a tough battle as she seeks a fourth term. Former Hewlett Packard CEO Carly Fiorina has won the GOP nomination on Tuesday. She was speaking on the record with Greta Van Sestrin. Fiorina says the bad economy is hitting Californians especially hard. One out of six people employed in America are Californians. It's an interesting, interesting run. Now, again, what we saw in the preliminaries, in the primaries, we saw a lot of incumbents get ousted. We saw a lot of far right-wing Tea Party candidates get, get placed. The next round of election is, will the Republicans support those far right-wing, or did they really want a moderate choice, and maybe the Democrats aren't offering it up, or maybe they are? It's going to be interesting to see if the next round of elections play off as this round does. If it does... We've got a broken government because we're going to have a we're going to make it a lot more moderate quickly and maybe it'll even push to the side of conservative, but probably more towards the moderate side from the liberal side. The liberal and conservative will meet somewhere in the moderate side because this will be some hardcore, hardcore right wing conservatives. Um, And the the overall look would be probably good. It probably mean gridlock. And maybe nothing else gets done, and Wall Street would probably like that. Now, for the first time in almost half a century, the Chicago Blackhawks are Stanley Cup champions. Fox News Radio's Sal Giagrasso reports. After waiting since 1961, the Blackhawks are champs, thanks to a 4-3 overtime victory over the Flyers in Philadelphia Wednesday night. Well, I shot, I saw it go right through his legs, and... um... You know, I was sticking right under the pad in the net, so I don't think anyone saw the puck in the net, and I just booked it to the other end. I knew it was in right away. Chicago's Patrick Kane, who scored the game and cup-winning goal. Now they're bringing back the Stanley Cup after 49 years. Congratulations. 
NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, courtesy of NBC Sports. Chicago Captain Jonathan Taves was the playoff MVP. Disappointed Philly fans haven't seen the title in 35 years and counting. Sal G. and Grasso, Fox News Radio. Chicago still sucks. It smells like urine. It's a flyover state. Uh, Illinois is. They are corrupt government. I hate Chicago. I can't say anything nice about Chicago. It's cold in Chicago. Have you ever met anyone from Chicago? They're like, oh, it's it's two degrees outside. It's not cold. Wait until they get negative 22 degrees. I hate people from Chicago. Their earlobes are attached to their heads. They are not evolving. They are Darwinian fish. They have not gotten out of the water yet. How do I feel about Chicago? Next up, talk show host Larry King's wife, Sean. He's been hospitalized after an apparent suicide attempt. Fox News Radio's Jane Metzler has more. Sean King's father making the 911 call May 28th from her home in Provo. Is she unconscious or not alert? She's unconscious. Unconscious, okay. I slap her and I holler at her and she opens her eyes halfway and puts her back down again. Paramedics found empty bottles of recently filled anti-anxiety and depression medication in the home, along with a note indicating the 50-year-old mother of two took the pills intentionally and wanted to be buried in Utah. The Kings filed for divorce in April, then reckoned Larry King calls false reports the couple fought before his wife OD'd, saying his marriage is still intact. Jay Metzler, Fox News Radio. I think every male wants to do a Larry King impression, and mine sounds something like this. <laughs> He's a frog with suspenders. If I was married to a frog with suspenders, I would be depressed and I would try to kill myself. I understand where Sean King is coming from. She's 30 years his junior. And she's used him to write things like a cookbook where no one on the freaking fracking planet would care about her unless she was married to a frog with suspenders. That's the weirdest part about her. I understand her trying to kill herself. And I didn't know this could even happen in this day and age. A condemned Utah prisoner's date with a firing squad drawing ever closer. Fox News Radio's Chris Stanley has the story. 49-year-old Utah death row inmate Ronnie Lee Gardner's lawyers are pulling out all the stops to try to prevent Gardner's June 18th execution, which, if it takes place as scheduled, will be by firing squad at the condemned man's request, something still permissible in that state. The attorney is going before a federal judge asking him to block Gardner's pending two-day parole board commutation hearing, contending Gardner couldn't get a fair one because lawyers that work for the board also work for the Utah Attorney General's office, which went after Gardner's death warrant. That bid rejected. Now they're waiting for Utah's Supreme Court to rule on an appeal request. Chris Stanley, Fox News Radio. I think we should change our death penalty in the United States to any way that you want to die. This guy gets to be shot by a firing squad. That's pretty cool. Like, if I were to be on death row, I'd just, like, let a shark eat me. Feed me to the sharks. Like, I think we should allow the prisoner to choose, you know, one of ten instead of the electric chair. The electric chair, yeah, I don't, I, that's like, to me, that's like bacon. Don't, don't really like the idea of becoming human bacon. So, feed me to the sharks. But a firing squad, who knew they even did that in this day and age? How weird, odd, strange of a world we live in. Now, a healthy heart determined by your height? Believe it or not, short people die earlier than men. Fox News, no, short people die earlier than tall people. Fox News Radio's Colleen Capone has the answer. Having a short stature could be hazardous to your health. A new study found that shorter adults are 50% more likely to die prematurely of heart disease. The review of 3 million people, published in the European Heart Journal, showed women under 5 feet tall and men under 5'1 were at the highest risk. And those who were over 5'6 and 5'8 were at a lower risk for heart problems. House Call for Health, I'm Colleen Capon, Fox News Radio. So I, I guess it's good that I'm over 6 foot tall. 
I guess if I were in the situation where I needed money, like I didn't save enough, and my only choice was a hideous short person, um, at least they'd die before you. Maybe that's the way to think about it. So people under five feet tall, they die faster. Interesting. Next up, a surprising new survey about birth control and evangelicals. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports. Praise the Lord and pass the condoms. The findings of a new survey of evangelical Christians, nearly 90% approving of contraception. The National Association of Evangelicals still opposes drugs or procedures that terminate a pregnancy once conception has taken place. But church leaders and members say contraception can be used if all biblical purposes of sex are upheld. Regardless, evangelicals say God's hands are not tied by birth control. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. The only thing I like about that story and the only thing I can get away with it from it, and I want you to pass it on today and I want you to say it to our coworkers, praise the Lord and pass the condoms. I don't know. Todd Starnes, he I love him. He has to come up with the most worst, awful radio reports of all time, and he has funds with them. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Tom in Sunnyvale. Tom? Hi, Rob. Uh, how are you? I'm well, Tom. How are you? Pretty good. Um, the symbol is FSII, and they are uh, offering uh, 5,000 shares with the discount price, uh, 6% discount from, you know, the price, let's say, Tuesday price. Uh, can you explain you how this uh, works? Who is covering that discount? The company will pay extra for this uh, for this offering, or, or yeah. this is just on paper? Or? Typically, yes, or maybe they've already bought back the shares with the intent of giving them to you. Maybe it's gone up, maybe it's gone down since they've bought back the shares. Do you work for FSII? I used to I used to work in the semiconductor industry, so I know the company uh, uh, pretty well. Uh, and they looks like they they was able to survive uh, downturn, and um, maybe there's some change they will start growing. So this this offering will probably will help them to uh, to invest money in R and D. And um, I'm just wondering how big is the uh, downturn if they uh, will. Yeah, I think the offering to employees is nominal at best, and I really want to overly focus on it. And thanks for the call, Tom. It, it's 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 not a material event. Um, it's funny that you said FSII because when you say II, it reminds me of the business that I want to set up in Mexico. I want to set up an uh, optometrist office called IIII. Um, but FSI International, the company you're talking about, they're focused on semiconductor wafers. All around the world, they got surface conditioning equipment that clean, that etches, that strips, uh, basically contaminants from silicon wafers. It prepares them for production. As Intel goes, so goes them. It's 12% client. Samsung's a 19% client. STM Micro's 12% client. Texas Instruments, Seagate, IBM Microelectronics. So they're a semiconductor equipment play for sure. They're small. They're not very strong financially. Um, it's kind of, to me, like... Uh, in the Amish community, the top two or three kids, they're pretty strong strapping bucks. They have a family of 12. The bottom two or three are are retarded because the gene pool in the Amish community is very, very limited. The middle, meh, it's okay. So to me, this isn't, 
I'm not excited by this one. You know, three years ago they did $100 million in revenue, then $78 million, and then $50 million. So the numbers are going the wrong way. Could they be acquired? Yes. Could they be an, a, a, a turnaround? Yes. Could they have some value? Yes. To me, I'm just bored with it. Like, um, it's so 1990s. Um, you know, I think you can get up to five. It's just not my kind of play. It's just too weak, and it's 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 a, a stock that's in weak hands. But certainly, I see some upside. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to give you the business uh, word of the day for the contest. Talk910.com. You go to talk910.com. Talk910.com. Jump on to the contest page. There's a 19-inch monitor there. Hit it. It's brought to you by Geeks on Call. Hit it, and you're going to have to enter your email address. And then when I give you the keyword in about three minutes, four minutes, um, you're going to punch it in, and you're going to have a chance to win tomorrow. It's incredibly complicated, but it is a contest what's pretty easy to win. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your Monday, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black and your money. 1-800-345-5639. a.m. More stimulating talk. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. Ready for the contest? Anyone? 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 It's the nineteen-inch monitor. Free. If you win tomorrow. It's a crazy complicated contest that I can't even understand the rules. But we're going to give you a keyword now. You're going to rush to talk910.com. You're going to hit the picture of a monitor brought to you by Geeks on Call. They come to your house and fix your computers. And then you're going to punch in the, 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 the word. Now, the word today is business time. It's business time. Today's password is business time. Not sexy time. Not knocking boots. Business time. Let's get down to business. Beauty is my business. Anyone remember that quote? Beauty is my... Floor floor delivers my life. Eddie Murphy used to be really funny in the 80s. Not so much in the 90s and 2000s. But in the 80s, very funny. Beverly Hills Cop, he plays a a gay guy who's a floral delivery guy. And in order to bust into someone's office, he, he has this huge arrangement of flowers and he... Someone questions, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He goes, floor delivery is my life. Let's go to Chris in Mountain View. Chris. Hey there, Rob. You agree uh, or disagree? Eddie Murphy, once genius comedian, but kind of lame now. once a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop days. Absolutely. Um, call him to talk about VeriSign, V-R-S-N. Okay. And uh, call him because I'm an employee there, and I'm heavily uh, invested in my own employer's stock. And uh, just, you know, what do you, what do you think of very little movement since the uh, sale of literally almost half the company to Symantec? And, um, you, know, the, the, you know, the transaction hasn't consummated through the SEC yet, but um, has some time, you know, has a few months before that could happen or a couple months. Is that the reason you think? Or, um, and what do you think of the stock in general? Can I tell you this was the stock that made me a millionaire? Oh, so can I tell you a quick little story? Because it's a, it's a good story. Yeah, sounds good. Back in 1998, I owned a company called Network Solutions, 97, 98. And, mm-hmm. they, and they, had a, they had a CEO who looked like uh, Montgomery Burns. He was just this old, decrepit little guy who looked like a cartoon character from The Simpsons. And I, I had him on my radio show, and uh, he was the CEO of, of 
network solutions. And he had a government-sponsored monopoly to sign up domain names in 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. And they kept extending this monopoly. So robblack.com, you know, Chris at mountainview.com. I mean, anything.com, he would get money on. He'd get a piece of the action. And ultimately, they opened it up to other companies like GoDaddy and such. And uh, I used to own that stock, and I used to trade the hell out of it. It went from 4 to 16. Sweet. I yep. just, you know, sweet. And then it would go back to 4. And then it would go to 16. And then it would go back to 4. So I traded that, that mother probably four times. And then I went to the beach, and I, I held it. And guess what happened? While I'm at the beach, Veriside decides to buy Network Solutions. So the stock goes from 4 bucks, 16 bucks, to $250. Wow. I, I wasn't smart. I was on vacation. So, how's that for a good story? Yeah, it's a great story. It's a nice vacation. And a girl, not a girl. That's so funny. I call women girls, and that's so bad of me. A woman that I knew, um, she had bought, she had sold four of her houses and bought Network Solutions because she said, "What should I buy if I could only buy one thing?" And I said, "I think that's crazy, but if you I were, I'd do this one." And she went from a couple hundred thousand to eight million dollars. And then she watched it go from eight million, from two fifty to two twenty five, two twenty five to two hundred, two hundred to one seventy five, one seventy five to one fifty, 150, one fifty to one twenty five, one twenty five to one hundred. She rode that mother all the way back down in two thousand two, down to four to eight dollars a share, where she originally basically picked it up, and uh, she she had millions of dollars. She could have retired and, and lived like a queen and and gone to the island of Tonga and been serviced for the rest of her life by small people, <laughs> but nope, she got greedy. So how's that for us? Yeah, it's a high beta, high beta in this, for sure. <laughs> how's that for a story? You get to gather the children around at Thanksgiving and tell them the Rob Black story of Verisite and Network Solutions? I'm disgruntled because I haven't, uh, you know, I've worked there for four years and slaved, and I'm not rich yet. But <laughs> I like the fact that you're disgruntled. Do you remember, the, did y'all, the secure ID? That was a yeah, big that was uh, a big thing in back in 1998 where you had a keychain that would change the ID of your passwords like every, you know, hour or so. Yeah, I had one of those for my Arthur Anderson laptop. Wow, pretty cool stuff, and that technology never quite caught on, did it? No. Okay, so anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about this. I'm not seeing a lot of analysts who follow Verizon at this point in time. Not Verizon, but VeriSign. Um, I see that it recently got upgraded to buy at Deutsche Bank. They didn't really say anything about it. They sold their authentication business to Symantec, which is a positive. Profitability. The registry. Like every, all that's left now is the registry, the .com.net. That's crazy. Profitability and revenue acceleration are slower than expected. That's the problem, and thanks for the call. So if Verisign doubles its share repurchase post-sale to $100 million quarterly at an average price of $29, that could purchase and repurchase 21 million shares through 2011, and that could help the earnings per share. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of meat left at the company. The color on uh, – so I would think maybe they get sold down the road. Business is now all about naming. Like you said, it's all about the registry, the Internet registry, the government-sponsored, at one point in time, network solutions business. Um, it's an attractive business. They have a dominant position. I would say you're, you're basically waiting to be bought out. So the company is a big part of what makes the Internet work. They operate two of the world's 13 root name servers where they supply and address Internet protocol addresses to devices that communicate around the world. You're going to see more devices jump on. Um, names that are sold to users by companies such as, you know, uh, GoDaddy and Register.com is they're basically the issuer of the .com and the .net. So it's 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 interesting to say the least. They got 90,000 domains, 145 countries that use their digital certificates. Um, it's currently a $28 stock. PE is high because they're not growing their earnings. So what they're going to do is they're going to buy back millions of their own shares. 
to try to grow earnings in the future. It's trading next year's 16 times P.E. You know, I, I don't think the stock goes a lot lower, and I think it's just waiting to be bought out, Chris, is my assumption, and thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Ironic. The key word today for the contest at Talk910.com is business time. So you go to Talk910.com and hit on the monitor. You have a chance to win a 19-inch monitor. You actually have a pretty good chance of winning, a very good chance of winning. Um, but ironic that today I have no business news for you. I just have stock news up the yin-yang. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black and your money. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. I don't know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. No. business time. Of real good business time? I got something today. Kind of in the same realm, a little bit different. Rick's Cabaret. You've heard me talk Rick's Cabaret in the past. I don't want you to buy this. I just want you to study it. I want you to know that it's out there. It's the nation's premier group of upscale gentlemen's clubs. That's right. You could invest in strip clubs. I feel so horrible talking about this because yesterday someone calls up and says, I got a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. What should they invest in? I'm like, Mattel's Barbie and Disney's Pixar and... BB, the clothes store where she's probably shopping. So put your fingers over your daughter's ears right now because I'm talking about investing in nudity and strippers. It's the nation's premier group of upscale gentlemen clubs. They reported sales of $6.7 million. Now, that was a huge decline from $7.2 million this time last year. Now, get this. And again, this is what I want you to understand about investments. Intel's all about semiconductors. It's all about laptops and, and maybe phones down the road. Apple's all about, well, mobile devices as well as content for those mobile devices. You know, you get the idea, right? So you can actually invest in a company called RIC, R-I-C-K, and their numbers were lower this year from last year. Why? Like, for instance, Apple may not come up with a new iPhone next year. Let's say they, they get a snag, so there's no iPhone 5. So there would be a decrease in sales. Well, RIC's cabaret in Las Vegas, what they decided to do is they dropped paying extraordinarily high taxicab-related marketing costs. I know, you're saying, what the hell is that? Las Vegas sales were slower, and thus the impact on the company was, was, was hurt. Now, most of their clubs year-over-year year showed increases. New York City, the XTC Cabaret in Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, the, the Club Onyx in Dallas. Um, but Vegas, if you removed it from the calculation, you know, the... It's, it's, it would have been better. But get this. You know when you go into a cab and you're a dude or you go into a cab and you're a dudette and you say, take me to the best place to meet the members of the opposite sex or take me to the hottest strip clubs. These guys are paid. They're paid by the strip club. They get money at the strip club after they drop you off. So don't think you're going to the best. Think about this. You're going to the one that pays them the best. I know you're saying, Rob... You are so insightful and helpful in everyday world. And what does it, what, if you start your own business, here's a business lesson for you. Pay for leads. You're hearing right now, you might hear a commercial on this very same station that says, 
if you come and rate your top 50 restaurants, we'll pay you 20 bucks. They're paying for their leads. They need to populate their website talks about hot restaurants. So they're paying you for it. Rick's Cabaret does the same thing. They're nightclubs in New York, Miami, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Charlotte, Dallas, Houston, Minneapolis. Like, they're basically, they buy mom and pop strip clubs. And they roll them up. They serve primarily businessmen and other professionals. Oh, back many, many years ago, um, when I had a national radio show, I would go do seminars in different cities. And most of my staff were men. And, you know, staff would be like, yeah, let's go to a strip club. And you drag me along. I don't like strip clubs. I like I like seduction. I don't like basically to me a strip club is it's like a big old turkey. It's like a turkey on on stage that you're not allowed to eat. It looks delicious, but you can't touch it. Like, what's the point of strippers? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get turned on. It's not sexy for me. It, it's it's you get to yell at it like a piece of meat, but you don't get to eat it. I, I don't get it. It's just, to me, the ultimate tease, and I'm not a big into teases. But you can go out and buy a strip club. Rick's Cabaret. Take some more Rick. Now, borderlining on creepy, let's change the topic. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Christina in Castro Valley. Christina, how are you? Oh, boy. I get to follow that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been to a, an adult club? I have not. Really? No. Okay. I got married when I was 21 and never even did the bar thing. You've never even been to a well, you've never met a man at a bar, but you've been to bars. No, I've been to bars, actually not very many. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you drink? Yeah. Okay. Do you smoke? No. Okay. I'll check that off the list. What's your weight? You overweight, underweight? <laughs> I am on weight. On weight. You know the average woman in America weighs 165 pounds, and yet if you watch TV, you think she probably weighs 120? How is that? I don't know. The average woman weighs 165. <laughs> well, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so what else can I do for you? Well, um, I was advised by my fin- financial advisor to sell my BP stock, Okay. Um, which I had inherited. I have quite a few oil stocks, and I use them primarily for income. I just live off of the income. Um, about twelve hundred a month. Okay. I need to uh, bring home. Right. And um, we sold. We were able to sell it at thirty-eight a share, which was a quarter over what I inherited at. So you don't um, have that much tax ramifications. Right. Okay. No, no, the tax ramifications aren't that. Um, what I'm concerned about is um, what he wants me to reinvest in to make income. Okay. Um, there, he suggested three different um, companies. Okay. Kraft. Okay, that's a great one. Okay. He wanted me to buy 300 shares of Kraft. Um, let's see. Exchange Manage Fund. Buy shares. Okay, I don't know that one. Okay. That's um, PFF. The ticker is PFF. Okay, let me take a quick look at that. Um, and you have a lot of oil stocks, right? I have a lot of oil stocks. Okay. I'm not seeing the PSF there. Is it Paul Simon France? No, um, Paul Frank Frank. Okay, PFF. Um, it's like Wells Fargo, Ford, yeah, Barclays. Me, is it the... Okay. Um, give me one more second on that one. I'm looking at the names. The names are all fine. They're looking to... Okay, so they're buying preferred stocks. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, it's preferred stock. Sorry, I left that out. No, it's okay. Um, 250 shares of that. And then the last one was the Build America bonds. Yep. Um, 400 shares of that. You know what I'm going to say, and this is going to surprise you, Christina. Okay. I like what he's doing. Do you? He's diversifying you away from oil. Right. He's mixing some high-yield preferred with some stable craft, with some stable bonds. Okay. Um, I think he's doing right. You've probably heard me say that once on this air in the last year where I'm, I give another advisor a thumbs up. It's 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 few and far between, but he's diversifying you away from oil. Right. So far, he saved you 25% on BP. It would have been nice if he'd pulled the plug at 40 or 50 or 60. Exactly. But I didn't pull the plug. I don't own BP, but I didn't pull the plug. And I, I still think it bounces back. And I think in a year from now, Christine, you're going to look at BP and you're going to be mad at your your guy. But you live off income. You don't live off share appreciation. Right. So I think he's doing you right. I, um, what company does he work with, may I ask? Um, well, it's a Financial Network through Ing. Okay. Um, I think he's doing everything right. And okay. I, I have no – I can't scold him. I think you're safer in his hands than you are in the shares of BP in the short term. Okay. I think a year from now you're going to be mad at him. But he, what he did was he cut your risk profile so you can sleep a little bit better. Right. And he replaced your income on a pretty nice, diversified manner. And that's what he wants to do, and he's been advising me all along. But oils have done so good for me, I've just hung on. And I love oils, and between me and you, if I had had a couple beers, I'd be like, stick out the oils, lady. You'll be okay. <laughs> um, but I haven't had a couple beers, and, and it's time to sober up and say, you know, diversification's not the wrong thing. If, if it hits the income limits that you need, that's great. If you need appreciation in your stocks to retire um, or to you know pay your bills or to give money to grandchildren down the road, then he's probably making you a little bit too safe. So it's tough to call, but nothing that you said shocks me or upsets me or angers me. And again, as long as you're saying, I'm cutting my risk profile in the short term, I'm diversifying over the longer term, I'm not going to have as much upside, I won't have as much downside. I think that's what you're looking at. Now, again, I think the oil companies, you still want them. So I wouldn't sell your whole oil portfolio. But BP's never been a great performer. They've been a great dividend player, but never a great performer. Well, and that was the thing. I was getting um, 7.82% yield from them. And, um, you know, there had been talks about stopping the um, payoff, the dividend for that. I hear you. And uh, Congress is talking about... BP should stop marketing, BP should stop paying their dividends, and they should you know, focus totally on this issue. So um, the headline risk, the political risk on BP is heavy. You're going to regret selling it a year from now. But he you did keep the, saying that over and over again. <laughs> he did the right thing. Okay. So thanks for the call, Christina. Okay, thanks. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your call on the air. Oh, holy moly. Where do I go with this? Um, you're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. It's Rob Black and Your Money. Coming up, I'm going to give you a stock that I'm willing to throw down some money. It gets acquired in the next 18 months. If anyone wants to take me up on the bet, I'm there. 800-345-5639. Rob Black and Your Money, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. This is Rob Black and Your Money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. At some point in time, we have a couch in the studio. i got to bring in some people to to watch me and I do this show. 
we are magicians. We are able to do a full-fledged, high-quality show with just the two of us. During the commercial breaks, we blow off a lot of steam. We were just doing Southern impressions, uh, mentioning drinking mint juleps. Um, but we were also talking about Betty Hill and chasing each other around the studio going, we have fun. And I hope you see that because money is, is serious. And at times I'm, I'm saying, Hey, your, your financial advisor did a good job there. It's going to cut down your growth, but you're going to get more stable income. And for me to have that kind of credibility, you got to blow off some steam from time to time. It just comes with the territory. Now, with that said, speaking of Southern accents that are stupid, True Blood comes back on this weekend on HBO. Great show. Why is it a great show? Because it's got vampires, it's got werewolves, it's got fairies, and it's set in the South. And there's a lot of nudity in on it, too. So um, so True Blood returns this weekend on HBO, and I'm excited about it because it's, 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 it's Suki. Suki, come over here. I own you. Like, it's just, you don't see Southern done well on television, and they do it well on HBO. Heidi's thrown on her headphones to probably clear her name. <clears throat> and my throat. That's nice. Thank I'm you. I'm just kidding. No, it's, and it's kind of dirty and gritty, and there's lots of sex going on. A lot of butts. Yeah. On, on, you're talking about True Blood. You're not, talking, you're not talking about this show. No, that's so. totally different. True Blood, it's, it's good. I like it. You think our ratings would go up if I did the show topless? Or they might go down. <laughs> well said. Touche. Touche, Turtle. Do you remember Touche, Turtle? Not the best cop, Not the best uh, cartoon. I do. Yeah, and you had that little dog, that Droopy the dog, that followed him around. And I felt bad for Droopy. Droopy had like a stroke or something. So let's get a phone call. So I just cracked her up. Let's go to D in Walnut Creek. D? Hi, Rob. Hi, D. You cracked me up, and I really appreciate your show. Thanks so much for... Uh giving us all great advice. You're very kind, and Thank you so much. Sure. What can I help you with? Uh, so my question for you is, I am wondering uh, what your thoughts are on taking a loan from my 401k in order to completely pay off my credit card debt. Most people in this industry, D, will say, bad idea. If you lose your job, you have to pay back that loan. If the stock market roars 2,000 points higher, you just missed that movement. How, how high are the credit card fees? Um, my debt total debt is about 14000 Okay. Um, I've cut it from about in half from where it was you know, a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, but what I would like to do is, you know, wipe out the debt. And um, I actually also have... Um, two mortgages that I would like to refinance, okay. um, and I'm thinking if I get rid of the credit card debt, that that will be an easier process for me. Okay. Yes, you're right. Um, how, what's the rate on the credit card debt? It probably averages about 14%. Okay. okay. And um, your mortgages, you've got two mortgages. Why do you have two mortgages? Do you have two houses, or do you have a first and a second? A first and a second. Okay. And what's your second at? Uh, my second is um, at around sixty-seven thousand dollars, and it's—I don't know the rate off the top of my head. It's pretty low, it's, okay. but it's variable. You should know that rate, but that's okay. The first one—the <laughs> first one. Do you know the rate? The first one is um, five and a quarter, and that okay. actually uh, would—it's uh, would reset in a little less than eight years. Ooh, so you got an adjustable rate mortgage that you're looking to lock into thirty-year rates. Exactly. Okay. And um, do you have a good job, Dee? Do you, I mean, is there a chance you'll lose your job? 
I'm fairly um, secure in my job, I think. Okay. Um, do you have a spouse? No, I'm a single mom. Love that. Love that you love me and that you're single. <laughs> Those two things work. Um, single mom. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's an issue with that. How fast do you think you'd be able to pay back that 14000 into the 401k loan? I would attempt to pay it back within, say, 18 months. 18 months. Okay. I'm going to st- – my instinct says do it, but try to pay it back sooner. Try to find areas where you can pay it back with a kid – and a job, I'm a little bit nervous because you're probably, you're not living paycheck to paycheck, but you're probably pretty close. Are you still funding your 401k? I'm putting uh, 4% in at this uh, time. Maybe perhaps not put 4% in for the next 18 months and start paying down with that. Could you possibly uh, do that? Yeah, I could definitely do that. I would almost prefer that because then you don't get into penalties if you mess things up or if you lose your job and you have to pay it back all at once. Um, also, with a credit card debt, D, I mean, you almost need to get a stack of Bibles and swear to me that you're never going to get into credit card debt again. I got into credit card once, never do it again. No. Yeah, I definitely learned my lesson. <laughs> and I definitely learned uh, that the credit card companies uh, don't necessarily play it fair <laughs> when they start dropping your, uh, your, uh, you know, I owed, you know, say $10,000 on one, and I used to have a $30,000 yeah. limit, and then all of a sudden it was... Ten thousand two hundred. <laughs> is, is there anything you can cut out of your budget as well, like for uh, a year, cut out cable and just watch TV shows online? Possibly. I mean, I've done whittling here and there. You know, I yeah. got rid of HBO because I didn't really watch too much. Right. <laughs> come to my come to my house, watch HBO. Yeah. I've got corn yeah. chips and a couch. There, so what's that? Come to my house, watch HBO. I got corn chips and a ch- and uh, corn chips and a couch. It's my <laughs> it's my classic joke and. Um, <laughs> When I was younger, I'd say steel cable from your neighbors, but I won't say that anymore because Comcast tends not to like that. But, yeah, I would consider maybe doing the 401K if you can't find it in your budget or if the 4% cutback doesn't help you pay it down faster. My big fear is is that you get into the habit or that you get into credit card debt in the future again and you still haven't paid back your loan or that you lose your job or something along those lines. How old's your little one? I have two actually. One is uh, fourteen, and one is ten. Okay, so they're not they're not young anymore. No. So are you getting help from the baby daddy? Uh, yeah. Okay. There. Good. So, because you're you're looking at college just right around the corner. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, have you... and I do have the uh, uh, California plan. Five twenty nine plan. The five twenty nine plan. Yeah. Good. Well, D, if you don't have a budget yet, go get one. Go to Mint dot com and start doing an online budget and try to figure out if there's areas that you can cut. Uh, like you said, HBO is a good one. That's 20 bucks a month. Um, for instance, I pay for digital channels that if I were in your position, that's an extra $9 a month that I pay Comcast. I'd cut that because that's $100 a year. So there are places that you can cut. Heidi's throwing on the headphones just to listen to. She's cueing music. She's playing radio DJ in there. She doesn't actually want to talk on air. I did get some emails that I want to talk about. And I think my advice finally to D was, Find it in your budget to pay that credit card down, and if not, maybe maybe do the 401k loan. Now would be a decent time, I think, during the summer, um, but I'd like to see that money back to work during the fall. Now, this email comes to me from Marilyn, and she says, love your show. I love your insights, the weird sense of humor. Um, I've been to a couple of your seminars. Um, we do a deta- uh, Once a month, I get together with friends to discuss stocks. 
and we do a detailed study on companies and we present as a group and you know we buy $10,000 that we invest in five or six stocks at paper money. So I love this idea. Marilyn, I love the idea of women getting together and talking stocks. I love the idea. Instead of getting together and talking about dogs or talking about children, talking about your husbands or reading a book, like I think book clubs should be redesigned stock clubs. I love the idea. If a group of women or a group of men have a stock club, drop me an email. I'll come by and visit, and I'll, I'll chat with you one night. Buy me a bottle of wine. I'm there. Um, I work for cheap booze. And now you're not cheap booze, but I, I, I love the idea that people are doing that. So she's asking me for a couple paper stocks. And instead of saying that, let me just say, God, you can buy like an Acme packet. That could be a home run for you. But I don't know if I, I really like teaching that concept because it puts you in the wrong place. It puts you in the, I, I'm trying to hit a home run where I prefer you be Freddie Chan, Sanchez and, and hit a lot of singles. Next email comes to us from, um, oh, this was a fantastic one. This is one of those paranoia ones. It basically says, you always talk about on your show that a person should invest in 401k or 457 employee-sponsored program in order to take advantage of the benefits. I'm doing so. Because the only thing I see wrong with this scenario is the government owns 30% of it off the top. What the hell are you talking about? The government owns 30% of it off the top. Okay, now hold on. Wait. Because he's making more money off of me for being diligent about saving. He being Uncle Sam. I'm currently contributing the max of my 457. I'm 41 years old with about 140, 150K in the plan. My questions are, I don't like, I don't feel like I'm really saving my money on taxes or saving for retirement because the word is tax deferred. I'm just basically prolonging the extending the inevitable. Who's really benefiting? I think the government is because what would you rather, what would you rather tax the seed or the crop? <laughs> you are one paranoid freak. The 457, the 401k, my friend, is tax deferred, which is great. But even more important than that, you're at a high tax bracket now because you're working. You're young. You're beautiful. You're working. You're probably at 24, 25, 28, 30% tax rate. So any money that you save, you're not paying federal taxes on. On top of that, you're not paying state taxes. On top of that, you're not paying Social Security taxes. So when you take the money out later in life when you're 60 years old, you're probably paying old person taxes. Old person taxes is a lower tax bracket. You're probably not making a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in taxable income in retirement, so your tax bracket is much, 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 much lower. So don't be paranoid. It's the best thing you can do. Me loves you. Have a good day. Eight hundred three four five five six men. I told you a stock that I think it's quite the next eighteen months. Netflix. I think every mobile app wants that wants that that media on their app. I think Netflix gets quiet. 800-345-5639. If you want to call now and wait 22 hours, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Good day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.